these young kids actually love to be entrepreneurs because we teach them or talk to them about career path after their high school. So I was like, okay, you know what? How about reaching out to a multitude of young kids through video games? Because this is the one way kids engage themselves and I could reach up to 5 million kids in a space of two, three years if we get it right. Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast from Azuma that shares motivational stories from small business owners. I'm Greg. And I'm Ben. And we're your hosts for this episode. Today, we're talking with Wilfred, the creator of OB Tech Enterprise, an ed tech company based in Dallas, Texas. Wilfred, welcome. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Wilfred, so we do want to spend time talking about your business, but before we get there, maybe tell us a little bit about where you grew up and maybe what were some of the formative experiences in your early life. Thank you very much for giving me this opportunity to come on this podcast. This is actually my very first podcast, you know. Oh, great. And, oh, great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I am originally from Nigeria and I was born in Nigeria, so my childhood and my adult years were spent in Nigeria. I was born in Lagos, which has about 15 million population, more or less like you know the most populous uh, Black nation in Africa. My dad used to be a cop and my mom used to be a principal, a school teacher. And we were uh, five boys and a girl. Uh, unfortunately, my parents are deceased right now. God bless their souls. And I had fun growing up with my parents and with my younger ones. I had the chance to visit Italy with my uncle. And that was when I was about five years old. And that really opened my eyes into develop a uh, nation. My family, you know, when we go to the airport, you have a whole large family coming to the airport to bid you farewell, you know, so it's like, oh, this is the very first person, you know, leaving the shores of Nigeria to Europe. So it was really exciting. And when we came back, it was more like a cultural festivity, you know, welcoming me <laughs> back because I felt, <laughs> I felt really uh, honored to experience that. These days, you know, it doesn't really happen. So, but yeah, my childhood experiences were really amazing. My primary, secondary, college years, I graduated as an accountant. I found myself working in the banking industry. I've always watched the bankers dress so immaculately in their suits. And that really drew me towards the banking industry. But while I was in the banking industry, I had this knack of talking about businesses because I had the opportunity of interacting with business owners who come to the bank to deposit their checks or their monies and all the stuff. So I had developed an interest in that. After my banking experience, I went to work as an accountant with a private firm. My association with my boss really gave me that entrepreneurial abilities to establish myself as a business person because he was more like my mentor teaching me the ropes about businesses because it was a one-man business, even though I had the opportunity to work for a conglomerate. But I needed that closeness reporting to someone who was more like a CEO. So I wanted to understand or feel that closeness regarding how a CEO thinks or works with their employees and also handle businesses. So I worked for like five or six years with the company before establishing my 
very first business as a record company. While I was in college, I used to be in this rap group and I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to be in the music industry because I really wanted to go into the music industry. So while, while I was working, I still was, you know, going to the studios to churn out some singles. So a lady friend saw me and she was like, mm, you're not good to be an artist. I think you will fit it into the management style. So that really got me discouraged. And I saw myself managing the record company after I registered it. So the same boss, my CEO that I work with, because of my good relationship with him, I now made him a partner in the record company. So it was oh. a very wonderful synergy, you know, but he didn't have the experience as uh, someone who had the music experience, but he loved music, but he just wanted to support me financially and being a mentor. And I did that for like two years. I uh, made mistakes, you know, because that was my very first sojourn in the entrepreneurial world. Mistakes are bound to be made while yep. you are in business. And I really didn't understand the nitty gritty in the music industry. So I packed it all up. I decided to go into uh, digital marketing. That also gave me an opportunity to expand into a new horizon. Wow, that's uh, incredible. That's an incredible journey. Where did you go to school at? Uh, Nigeria. Oh, you were, so you were still in Nigeria. Secondary in college. Yeah, I was still in Nigeria. So I came into the U.S. six years ago. Okay. Yeah, so when I came into the U.S., I said, you know what? This is my dream opportunity to actually be that person that I wanted to be as a business person because I've always wanted to make an impact in my community. My first company that I registered was a digital marketing company where I was working on websites, search engine optimization, digital transformation. I was from Florida. From Florida, I moved down to Texas and I was helping to see how people could come to my website to buy food from HelloFresh because I was an affiliate with HelloFresh and Molly Spoon. And that really got the momentum going because I was able to see people who were coming to my website. That was really amazing. At that point, I said, you know what? Let me take it to the next level. Why don't I go into the tech space? And I was looking into food delivery. So I wanted to model DoorDash and Uber Eats. And I came up with a business plan. I came up with all the necessary information to make sure it was a good food delivery business. I had a different concept. People were like, hey, can you really compete with DoorDash? These are heavy hitters that have all the money. How are you going to be able to do that? But I had the confidence in myself because it's all about confidence. And even though I know I was going to be able to meet some stumbling blocks, I wanted to try than just give up just by people telling me you can't do it. So my major obstacle trying to get forward was funding and also finding venture capitalists to be able to help to get my business going. But we got the prototype, we got the UI UX design, but the problem was how can I be able to get the customers to be able to trust a new guy who is just trying to launch into the food delivery business? Yeah, so right. that was my birth into the tech world. Okay. <laughs> my head's spinning a little bit. You've done so much in such a short period of time. It's incredible, right? From accounting to rap to website design, now you're into development. So are you currently doing the food delivery app? So right now, my primary business is in the ad tech space. Yeah. So. 
that is my comfort zone now. And I've been able to meet incredible personalities and in the nonprofit organizations. I volunteered. My sojourn in the air tech was my relationship with Junior Achievement of Dallas and Nefty. So while I was volunteering for them, I was working on the learning management system for educators to be able to come on the platform to be able to upload their training materials and courses to teach to their audiences. So while I was doing the volunteering work with JA of Dallas, it came to mind that these young kids actually love to be entrepreneurs because we teach them or talk to them about career path after their high school. So I was like, okay, you know what? How about reaching out to a multitude of young kids through video games? Because this is the one way kids engage themselves. And I could reach up to 5 million kids in a space of two, three years if we get it right. Wow. So yeah, it seems like you are a man that just sees opportunities everywhere. Yeah. And no matter where you go, you'll find an opportunity to flourish and to create to develop. Exactly, because not everybody will venture into the business life, you know, because it's not easy. If you really want to live the kind of life you want to live, you should be able to sacrifice. So all my years as a business person, learning the ropes, getting disappointed are the things that have been able to shape my life now to believe that you can actually make it if you put your heart to it. And in the education space, there's so much opportunity for ed tech companies to be able to grow. I tell people, hey, if you really want to go into the business industry or as a business person, you just have to have patience. You just have to stay focused. You just have to be determined to be able to get the right things going for you. So one of the fundamental mistakes people do make is not having a business plan. Because with a business plan, you will be able to have a well-structured map or road that, okay, this is how my financials or my marketing strategies will be able to go. So I'm still learning because if you want to be a good leader, you should be able to open your mind and be able to take advices from people who have actually done it for years. So what advice would you give small business owners whose first business venture didn't turn out the way that they thought it? should go? You know, they shouldn't feel disappointed. They should go back to the drawing board and understand what it means to be in business. Not everybody is cut out for business. And if you want to go back to nine to five, you just have to ask yourself the question, are you going to be happy going back to nine to five if you want to go back to nine to five? But there is so much benefits at the tail end, as a business person, I will tell that person, hey, if you need information, if I have the opportunity to relapse those information, I will ensure that they get to the right space for them to get the right information and stay in the business because entrepreneurs are needed in our society because they make our economy grow. So it's never an easy task being in the space as a business person. So having a good business plan and staying well determined to be able to ensure success. That's great, Wilfred. I'm wondering if you could take us through a typical 
day for you for as a small business owner, what that's like for you. You hardly find sleep. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I hardly find sleep. So this is something I've been able to accept as an entrepreneur. I try as much as possible to wake up as early as, you know, six o'clock. So I go to the gym. I make sure I walk out because I love to walk out four or five times a, a week. I um, go to my laptop to look at all the things that needed to be done for the day. I've already set my goals on my calendar. So I know people that I'm going to be having meetings with. I know the networking places that I have to go through in the week. I have my software developers who are giving me updates on the design. Okay, we're going to be doing the prototype. This is when it's going to be launching or my meetings with uh, the school district because I have a relationship with the school district. So it's more like working 70 to 80 hours a week because this is the life I've chosen for myself. People who think they're working nine to five, give them a soft landing where, okay, you earn $100,000 and it's eight to five. You know, you think it's that easy, fine, that's for you. But for me, I crunch it as as much as possible to make sure I work as much as 90 hours a week. So that is what makes innovators to be innovators. If you take into consideration the number of hours they've spent sleeplessly to get to where they are, that is what I'm doing right now. That is where I'm going because my vision, my goal to be able to go global and not taking away the fact that I have to put everything before God because I do pray. Even if it's five minutes, I lay on my bed, meditate. It's very crucial. Yes. Well, that's very cool. It is hard to find a, two different days that are exactly alike as a business owner, isn't it? There's some things that are routine and that we do in our lives to provide some structure, but as an entrepreneur, no two days look alike. True. So in Obitech, you're creating a way for kids to explore the world of entrepreneurship through video games. Yes. Cool. So you're working with school districts, trying to get that game in front of kids to see how they enjoy it. Exactly. So at this point in time, we're trying to work on the workflows. But one thing that we're trying to integrate is the social emotional learning skills where the kids can acquire collaborative communication and problem solving skills because these are three major skills organizations are looking for. So while they are playing these games and collaborating with their peers, they are acquiring these major skills. So whatever businesses or companies they form within the video game, it will translate into real life. Say, for example, a kid who is based in Dallas decides to partner with someone who is in California or New York City, they form a company. It's going to help them to transform into innovative individuals with artificial intelligence that will be giving real-life online report on their performances. So parents can be able to say, you know what, I love what you're doing. I think we should be able to reach out to families and friends to boost your performance because we also want to have mentors inside the game where they will be able to teach them, hey, the essence of financial literacy, you know. So, so many 
nuggets we're going to be putting into the game. Yeah. All right. So it's like a virtual incubator. Yes. Emotional and personal development benefits as well. Right. That is really cool. Thank you. You've already given us a lot of ideas that you could classify as advice for other small business owners. Is there anything else you would like to share as uh, things you've learned along the way that you think are key to your success as a small business owner? I will say small business owners should never stop learning. Accelerator program is really key because it's a different ball game being a small business owner and a startup company because when you go into these accelerator programs, it opens your mindset on how to structure your business plans. I try as much as possible to let people know that, okay, even if you're looking for funding, you should be able to try to bootstrap as much as you can. Most small businesses don't have effective marketing strategy. I attended a global entrepreneurial week just a few days ago, and I met this uh, lady who has very wonderful ideas in the tech space where she has a marketplace bringing Black businesses with companies, merging them together. She now told me about the problem she's facing in terms of creating awareness. And I asked her, do you have a good digital marketing strategy? And that is what she doesn't have. So we think we're in business, we are doing the right stuff, but most of the components that makes the business run effectively is not there. It's either you don't have a business plan, you don't have a marketing strategy, and that is why it is necessary to have mentorship going forward. Those mentorship attributes that I got were from the accelerator programs, which takes about three months. As I speak to you right now, because of my antecedents, I have been given the license to host a very major Techstars weekend event next year in July. So the essence is to impact in the community of Dallas and bring in together small business owners to be able to pitch their businesses. It's going to be a three-day event. We're going to be having investors come in there. We're going to be having mentors, judges, and speakers come there, 120 participants. And I am so glad that it's happening because I haven't myself in the past done organize a magnanimous event in the tech space like this. So one thing that I really love to do is to ensure that if only one particular life of someone changes because of my impact, it will mean a lot to me. So if I can do that for the community and bring in together a lot of people to be able to gain so much from the mentors during the Techstars uh, Startup Weekend, that is something phenomenal going down in history. So I will hit my chest that, hey, you've done a great job. I have a feeling you'll do great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Wilfred, this has been great to hear your experience. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. We'd like to ask our friends one final question as we end the podcast. And that is, what is it that keeps you going as a small business owner? I smile when I, when I hear that question. I like, uh, what keeps me going? 
the fact that I haven't been able to accomplish what I want to accomplish is what keeps me going because there are so many things that needs to be done. There's so many lives that needs to be touched through my technology. And I believe that when people say you can do it, it gives me the extra motivation to be able to do it. That is something that has been keeping me going with the fact that the team that I have in my company bring in new ideas to ensure that we disrupt the sector is something that is so unique to me that I want to also make sure it happens. In conclusion, having God by my side, you know, telling him that I want this to happen and he's keep assuring me that it's definitely going to happen, you know, keeps me going. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much, yeah. Wilford. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. If you or someone you know would like to share your small business story, please go to mazumausa.com slash keep going and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. And if you are looking for tax advice for your small business, be sure to join our Keep Going Facebook group and check out our website at mazumausa.com. Thank you.